Welcome, ECAN Nation, to another edition of our Debrief Podcast, where we break down an event uh, where, we, where we were at trackside. And this one is episode number 112. It's Tuesday, May the 2nd, 2023. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole, who was actually down at the event we're going to talk about today, the United States Pro Kart Series Texas Grand Prix, the USPKS's first visit into the state of Texas. Speed Sports Racing Parks, one of the fantastic racetracks in the United States. And uh, for many people, including David Cole, first opportunity to get down to that racetrack located just north of Houston. Today's show is presented by Rawlson Performance Group. Ready to step up your game? Joining the Rawlson Performance Group is the obvious choice to take your racing to the next level. Industry-leading driver development is provided by our staff of multi-time national champions, Super Nationals winners, and Team USA members. Our goal is to help you raise your game and win races. We work with all age groups and are focused on developing those cadet and junior drivers ready to take the next step in their racing program. If you want to fight for championships or need to improve your skills and chances to win, the answer is to call RPG at 503-260-4514. The Rawlison Performance Group. We race to win. All right, David Cole, you are running quarterback on this one there. You were soloed down at the Texas Grand Prix at the USPKS event at Speed Sport Racing Park. The race taking place April 27th to 30th. Let's just start out. We'll kind of roll through the overview, but uh, what were your thoughts on the on the uh, facility first time there? Yeah, easy to get to, you know, land at Houston Airport, drive up a couple, you know, 20 minutes. You can take a detour to In-N-Out Burger, which I, of course, did. Yes, you did. Uh, uh, of course. Yeah. So traffic up there, though, is a little busy. So I don't I don't suggest being around the woodlands around 4 p.m. Uh, traffic is insane there. And, All right. Uh, good, good to know. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of construction around the area, too. They got, uh, you know, the uh, road construction going on the 242. That's just north of the of the facility. So uh, which turned out great because uh, it provided parking area. You know, the uh, the the road that was under construction is basically dirt. And we were able to use that as parking uh, for the weekend, along with the regular parking um, parking lot off speed street. And we actually got uh, the, the food place that's going to be next. I forgot the name of it again, off the top of my head. Was Um, it open? That was not open, still under construction. They, uh, but they do did have a paved parking lot and provided, uh, you know, overflow, section wow. if, if needed so it was uh okay. it's again brand new uh for speed sports to, to of welcoming you know such a large crowd because typically yeah. you you know they use the paddock for all the different cars for the car shows the drift shows they have and any other things other major events they have there so uh so yeah they're they learned throughout the weekend the united states pro kart series learned throughout the weekend about uh being at the facility as well too but you know overall you know texas weather as soon as you step off the plane, guess what hits you? Humidity. <laughs> yeah, it's Houston, man. Houston's very humid. But let's let's just say this. It was the first major national event for Speed Sports Racing Park. They've held Texas Pro Car Challenge, Texas Sprint Racing Series events in the past. So obviously, you know, they, they've had good regional events. They have their own club program, but no, nothing of this size, right? Nothing's ever been uh, brought to the track. And, of course, Alan and Jessica Rudolph working their tails off to, to make this uh, really the crown jewel of karting in Texas. They've done that. And to be able to bring the USPKS for round number two of their five round championship program uh, was, I think, a huge thing. It was, it was a big news and it was announced onto the schedule. And most of the feedback, almost, I think all the feedback I saw on social media was unbelievably uh, positive. People were very, very happy to be there. Love the racetrack, which is great. Back to the race itself, David. Uh, again, 
USPKS counting the best four out of five races. The 11th season for the program, the racing, as I, I watched some of it on Car Chaser. And when I was not at home, I was actually listening to it on the Corthy Can Radio Network when I was out at the gym. Um, Weather-wise, how, overall, how was it throughout the Thursday to Sunday? Well, of course, Thursday you arrive, you get you get the humidity, you get kind of used to that. It was it, was, it wasn't bad weather on Thursday. Friday was warm, uh, sunny throughout the day. It was Saturday that that changed everything up because you're talking we were in the 80s on Thursday and Friday, and it dropped down into the 60s with strong wind. Everybody's wearing long sleeves and pants. Some of us braved you know the elements because it is you know warm for us Michiganders. So I was, I'm sure you had your shorts. shorts. I'm sure you had your shorts on Dave. I had my shorts. on. It had, you know, it had moments, you know, the sun would come out and it felt like, Oh yeah, we're going to warm back up. And then boom, cloud covered, took it away and, and grabbed the jacket back. So it was kind of that interesting weather. And of course the wind had a lot to do with, with the feel of temperature. Uh, So yeah, it was interesting to see. I wonder, and, and I wonder if it helped keep the tire conditions a little better too, because, you know, that's one of the things they talked about in Orlando was the tire degradation by the end of Saturday with, you know, three rounds of heat races. So 30 laps on the tires. Yeah. I'm wondering if it helped a little bit because we didn't see a lot of guys struggle. We saw uh, most, most of the front runners stay up front and nobody really struggle or nobody really shine through, um, you know, managing tires. So, okay. That could have helped, but it could have been a lot more interesting if it was hotter because it certainly was hot again on Sunday. Uh, it was uh, it was it felt a little bit warmer uh, than it did the rest of the rest of the weekend. So but all in all, great. Uh, you know, the rain stayed rain stayed away aside from I believe it was Friday night when that system moved in and, and you know, thunderstorms and stuff like that. So washed the track off a little bit. And uh, but thankfully, no wet session. So that was good. That's good. Let's have a look at the by the numbers right now. The USPKS launching back in March at Orlando Cart Center with 303, just topping that 300 mark. Uh, for Speed Sport, 284. So uh, right around, well, even a little bit less than a, than a 10% drop. Uh, two of the categories actually going up. Microswift was only 31 at uh, Orlando, almost hit the 40 mark. Uh, in Texas with 39 and KA 100 adding one from 57 up to 58. Otherwise, David, across the board, not too bad. Uh, a drop of one for Mini Swift, so a massive 45 uh, cart grid. Of course, they locked that one down, uh, closed that one. For X30 Junior, uh, 29, actually just 18 at Speed Sports. Uh, X30 Pro, very similar, 37 to the 39 in Orlando. Uh, KA 100 Masters, a surprise to me from 27 in Orlando, knowing the uh, the amount of KA 100 Masters drivers who race in the Texas area, only 20 drivers in that class, still a strong category. Uh, KA 100 Junior going down from 56 to 51, and Pro Shifter 18 down to 16. Still a solid Pro Shifter category. Texas has always been a really strong uh, shifter state. If you if you you know if you look back historically. Yeah, historically it has been, and I believe half the field was from the state of Texas. So that certainly helped that. And we'll see how things shift over into Newcastle for the third event of the year Indeed. for that category. But yeah, across the board, um, you know, pretty much the same as what we saw, except for, you know, X30 Junior. It's just, uh, you know, just this class of 2023 and in, in terms of the junior drivers in X30 is just, there's not a lot there. Um, majority of the drivers are sticking with the KA side of things, whether it be for budget reasons or um, speed reasons or or not wanting to move up to the uh, the X30 program. So that will be uh, one to kind of watch. You know, I think we'll we'll see the KA100 master stick in that 20 range. 
Um, you know, we were hoping for more than that this weekend. Unfortunately, didn't get that. But I think, you know, going to the Midwest, we'll get it, get some more at Newcastle. We'll get some more at uh, Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati. Yeah. And then we'll see where we end up with with the GoPro finale. The, the what finale? The, oh, I'm sorry. Trackhouse. Correct. Trackhouse <laughs> Motorplex. The track me. house motorplex finale. There you go. There you go. I just figured I would. I, I, I knew it was coming. I'm like, I can't, I can't wait. Oh, I pulled a Howden. I pulled a Howden. <laughs> well, how's that a Howden? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, you, you've, you've said, you've said the wrong things before. A couple of times, David. A I'm couple the one that sits times. here. I'm the I know, one that you just. Sit, trust me. I'm the one that sits here and helps you pronounce names. Let's be real. <laughs> true. True. But yeah, when you, when you're announcing, you do, you do say wrong names every once in a while. I do. So I do a hundred percent. It's good. Exactly. It's good. I had, I had to. I just call it a howden because you're the you're the only one I I I I consider it with you know. And I got big shoulders and don't get it, don't worry about it either. I exactly. Don't think, uh, I don't. Yeah, take you're it not gonna you're not gonna cry in your big pillow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't take it personally when you taped over my name on my tower either. That was really horrible. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I I took I took it off right after I picked the photo. I appreciate that. All right, folks. First break in the action. This edition of the debrief episode number 112. It's Tuesday, May the second. Rob Howden and David Cole here. Deep diving into the USPKS event at, at the Speed Sports Racing Park, the Texas Grand Prix. We get back after this a quick break. We will jump into the paddock pass. David's got a bunch of stuff to talk about happened off the racetrack. You want the best? You just got to roll with the best. Streeter Superstands. This is Jeff Wessel from StreeterSuperstands.com. You wouldn't put subpar parts on your racing cart, so why put that cherished ride of yours on anything but karting's number one lifts and stands, Streeter Superstands. Streeter is the original and genuine manufacturer of the second-to-none Bigfoot rolling stands, stackers, uprights, and industry-leading superlift. We also manufacture and sell the largest and always-growing roster of trailer and shop accessories like tire, engine and jug racks, cabinets, spray can trays, bead breakers, and tons more to outfit any size trailer, team, and budget. Streeter Superstands has over 30 continuous years of experience. Brick cart racers just like you and know that the Streeter name represents the absolute best in stands, lifts, and accessories for karting enthusiasts worldwide. Durability, affordability, unmatched quality, and customer service, that's what sets us apart from the rest. Check us out now at StreeterSuperstands.com. Roll with the best, StreeterSuperstands.com. Motor mounts. They keep your engine attached to your chassis, right? The answer is, they're much more important than that. Your motor mount is critical in transferring 100% of the power from your engine through to your tires and the racetrack. You need this to get on the podium each and every time you race. Odenthal Racing Products is here for you, providing the best motor mounts on the karting market today. All designed to make sure you're using all the horsepower you pay for. Odenthal Racing Products is a family-owned and operated business with decades of karting experience in providing products with unmatched quality and value for our racing community. The Pro Series mount for two cycle engines, which is available in 0, 5, and 8 degree inclinations, provides a rigid structure to help keep vibration to a minimum without adding too much weight to your setup. The 4-cycle Easy Set System is one of the most popular mounts for the Briggs & Stratton 206 power plant. Multiple mounting holes provide the most adjustability depending on your chassis and seat placement. To ensure a tight fit to your chassis, our ORP wedge clamps get the job done. And they feature a number of design updates to provide a lower profile and lighter weight. The clamps are available from 28mm to 32mm in both standard and Euro style sizes. And now, 
Oluthal has also revolutionized the karting industry with its new EasyGP camera mounting system. Designed to mount anywhere on your chassis with one or two cameras, the ORP EasyGP camera mount is your solution to capture that onboard winning moment. Head to OdenthalRacing.com and find a dealer near you. Odenthal Racing Products, proudly made in the USA. Fast, fair, and fun. Ignite Karting offers you all of that at an affordable price. Ignite Karting utilizes the spec Margay Ignite K3 with a Briggs & Stratton 206 engine and a Hoosier R80 tire. Everyone in the junior, senior, and master's classes compete on the same Ignite K3 chassis, which puts all the emphasis squarely on driver development. Additionally, Ignite Karting is accessible at the local, regional, and national level. Special events for the 2023 season include the Ignite Majors, which begins with the annual trip to the Daytona International Speedway as part of the WKA Daytona Kart Week as part of both the sprint and road racing events. Those in the Midwest can enjoy the regionally based Ignite Challenge, which just finished up a record setting season in 2022. Local club programs have also been established in other states all across the country, from Idaho to Texas, Nebraska to New York, with more tracks and clubs joining the Ignite Karting program. Be part of fast fun and great memories with Margay Racing at an Ignite track near you. All information on Ignite events and Ignite Kart packages, including dealers in your area, are available at ignitekarting.com. Get off the couch and out onto the track in 2023. Ignite Karting, fuel your passion. Welcome back to episode 112 of the EKN Debrief, the end of our EKN trackside coverage for the USPKS uh, event at Speed Sports. Of course, David uh, providing, we did the Outlap uh, preview podcast, all the social media, all the race reports throughout the weekend, tons of video that David took on social media. We, we thank everybody for their, their kind words on all that stuff we were able to put out this past weekend, or at least David was able to put out. Uh, let's jump into the paddock pass right now. Some information from away from the racetrack before we go class by class. This edition of the Paddock Pass presented by Paralyn USA. It all started back in 1994 when former kart driver Albino Paralyn decided to move his passion for, for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's where Paralyn was born. Paralyn USA is North America's source for Paralyn products. We run a factory race team at all the major national Supercarts USA, USPKS, and Rock Cup USA events. The Paralyn chassis line for 2023 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans Tag Single Speed Chassis for Junior and Senior Drivers, the 28mm Opportunity Model for the Cadet Classes, and the Daytona 4-Cycle Chassis. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Parolin. For more information, head to ParolinUSA.com. All right, David, you got a bunch of stuff lined up here. Give us, uh, give us the insight. What happened? Uh, give us some paddock pass stuff. What we got? Well, let's start off with a, a great song that you got you to gotta sing when you go to the Lone Star State. <laughs> God bless Texas. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It got it got in a lot of people's heads in the scoring tower when I when I kept singing it all weekend long. I bet you um, were. <laughs> <laughs> it is, you know, it, it is an amazing facility that is a speed sports racing park. Again, my first time there, you've been a multiple you. been there multiple times. And Love again, it. you just don't really know what it is until you till you've been there. And it it is. It provides great racing. It's a great layout, it has the rental car track right next door. Uh, you know, and the paddock, it, it, it held up, 
you know, that was the, obviously the, one of the biggest questions going into the yep. weekend was if everybody was going to get in, there were two, three, there are three teams that were parked just outside the, the actual gates itself. Um, but there was some room that, you know, again, depending on how everybody could fit in et cetera, et cetera, those probably could have moved into the, to the, the, the main paddock space. There was a team that was supposed to be there. And so there was an empty spot there. So one of them could have easily filled that spot. And then you move some trailers and trucks around and, and you get everybody in. So, uh, you know, at two, what I, what'd we say? 284 on the entry. So, you know, 300 is probably going to be around the maximum unless you go continue outside or, or even, you know, utilizing maybe the rental track for, for paddock space. I mean, there's a lot, there's actually room to expand. You could use that. So, yep. um, it's, yeah, that would be an interesting, uh, take on how, how big of an event can we get there? Um, well, and let's, let's be real. 300 is about the biggest we've been for a, for a national event, right? USPKS is setting new numbers at, at just over 300 entries. So I don't know that we're going to see anything bigger. Uh, I think, I think they've, they've, they've shown right now that they can hold as big an event as sprint karting can put on right now. That yeah, that's a other good than, other than super other than supernats right other than yes, the supernaturals yeah. right yeah it's just we're 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 kind of spoiled especially us being in, near the Midwest and being by Newcastle and having just the massive amount of space to be able to yeah. fit everybody in so it that that you know we're kind of spoiled by that because even GoPro or Trackhouse Moriplex. That's true. It's it's a it's a tight fit to get in there as well yeah. too. So you got to manipulate some things and and move parking of RVs, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, but overall, just you know, it was great to be there. You know, Alan really, uh, Alan and Jessica really uh, have a passion for their facility. It's their home. Um, you know, they wanted to make sure it was left the way they everybody saw it. And I went there Monday, and it was pretty much that way. You know, um, and they actually took care of tires for everybody. So that was not a big issue. You know, they had trash people working all day long. And believe me, there were sets upon sets of tires getting thrown out uh, all weekend long. So um, that's that's interesting. And then a, a key aspect is the hotel is right next to the racetrack, literally a three tenths of a mile walk. Uh, and so it was unique to be able to actually Friday morning walk out and go to the racetrack and not have to yeah. get in the car. So, you know, the only time we've been able to do that is Super Nats and Rock Island Grand Prix. So that was a, an interesting aspect. And, you know, so all the staff was able to do that. They were doing golf carts back and forth. A lot of the kids had their scooters going back and forth. And so uh, it made for a less stressful morning, that's for sure. And uh, the hotel, very nice, just needs needs to work on uh, a few things here and there. And But uh, all overall... Uh, a good place to stay being right next to the racetrack. Yeah. And, and David, you're, I, I was there. I, I stayed there when I went and did the, uh, my track day with Alan before the super nationals. And it's this, this is a hotel that was designed because they figured out there's going to be baseball fields and stuff that were going to be put in that aren't getting put in right now. So they really have, I, I think it's probably the first time they've had to ha- have that many people probably ever in, in the history of the hotel. I would have bet. Right. Yeah. It's sold out. So uh, there's yeah. no rooms available. Um, again, just, you know, staffing is obviously a key aspect when you have a hotel that's sold out. So that's one of the issues, but there was a restaurant bar right there. So it was good. You didn't have to go anywhere. And, um, you had the Domino's pizza right behind the facility as well, too. So we got grabbed some of that for, for dinner on Sunday after, you know, being on racetrack for five straight hours. So, right. 
And the cool uh, thing is that works. that area, there's more restaurants and everything going to be going into that area too. That, that, that whole where the track is surrounded by the water yeah, park and all the stuff that's going in there. It's going to be a pretty cool little area when it's, when it's all said and done. Yeah. All under construction. And I assume that's yeah. why they're expanding the road there because they're expecting more and more, uh, businesses and, and Hotels. other things going to be there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. what else you got? All right. So Thursday night, yeah. CRG Nordam held an open house at their headquarters there in Conroe, Texas. So it's about 20 minute drive from the facility. So a number of the teams and customers uh, under the CRG brand were able to head over there and enjoy a good Texas barbecue with you and Jeffrey playing host and got to see where the magic happens for CRG Nordam, where they're, you know, the warehouse, the cart assembly, the showroom, the office got to see all of that uh, Thursday is great to kind of sit and talk with some of the CRG people that were there uh, this weekend. Nice. Yeah. And from good news to bad news. Uh, yeah. it seems to be every event we go to, there seems to be a, a type of theft. And unfortunately, Brandon Jarzakrak racing, uh, had their new truck stolen in the Houston area near the airport, I believe yeah. Wednesday night, uh, or it was actually Tuesday night. And, uh, so unfortunately they had to kind of scramble, figure things out. Thankfully, Iron Rock Motorsports very local to the area. Uh, they were able to contact a, a driver that could able, be able to haul their trailer to North Carolina for this weekend's event there. So, uh, so luckily they were able to hire hire out a truck driver to take care of that. Now Brandon has to go through the hassle that John yeah. Ferris did during the Homestead yeah. weekend, and and a few others that have had to uh, to deal with that. So certainly, you know, one thing you know we want to keep racers informed, take care of your, your vehicles when you are parked at hotels. You know, that's certainly one of the major things that has been going around across the country, not just, you know, the, the small cars, but they love the trucks as well too. Yeah. Get a tracker, get one of those tracker deals folks for your cars, you know, whatever it is, the little tab things you can buy nowadays. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, but get something so that if a car, your, your, your vehicle's taken off, you can track it down somewhere for sure. That's just, I, I feel horrible for Brandon. That's just brutal. Yeah. Or, or find a way to to make it to where they can't steal it, where they can't start it or something like yeah. that. I know there's a lot of electronics that are out on the market. We There were a couple of people talking about it and where I think Tim Coyne even has something where you, it's, it's like a 120 prong electronic device that has to be plugged in in order for your truck to start. So, uh, okay. so yeah. certainly look into those things. You know, maybe that's something that, you know, some of these carding programs can get sponsorship from even no doubt you know, right? to kind of kind of educate people on uh, on that you know trailer alarms maybe they're into you know they're longtime carters maybe they're I was into, just gonna say uh, loud clark yeah keeping uh keeping trucks safe uh while parked at hotels indeed good call um what else you got david yeah so it, it you know as the temperature got warmer on sunday it just seemed like there are more and more people you know speed sports is really trying to get a lot of the local people to show up but there are a lot of people near the area uh in the karting industry or have been in the karting industry that were there so it was just uh i mean everywhere you look there were people it, I mean, it was just jam-packed with people watching the main events on sunday like but got to walk you know as i'm walking through from skills to the tower you get, i got to see neil strickland from supercard usa and ikf got to see Brittany loboff from texas sprint racing series ryan kinnear got to talking with him for a quick minute who he's been out of the seat for for a couple of years now uh mark trailer your wrench from supernats came by to check out the main events but one of the big things 
that we heard and saw all weekend long was the Elio Meza fan club. I mean, there were just so many people there yeah. behind him and supporting him, uh, you know, cheering him on, obviously doing double duty on the weekend. And every time they uh, they had an interview with Elio, he was uh, or on the especially on the podium. It was it was certainly loud cheers. I heard you got a chance to meet Ken Engelking as well when you were there. Yes, that was the last one I, I, I didn't add into. But, yeah, I got to meet him face to face. It was good to see him. put And uh, he was there, I think it was Friday maybe that I saw him. Yeah, it was Friday. And uh, I was hoping he was going right? to come. Yeah, I was hoping he was going to come back and, on Sunday because that was the show. You know, that's that's what you want to see is that, you know, Friday is boring. <laughs> compared <laughs> compared to the Sunday action, but it was good to see him. And again, uh, amazing spirit and uh, just loves the sport. Yeah, Ken Engelking, folks, we did an article on before on EKN, 80 years old and runs at a bunch of their uh, the tracks, Speedsport Racing Parks rental programs, runs the Ironmans all by himself. It's in a couple of 206 races. He's been in karting for many, 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 many years, uh, but still digging it, which I think is fantastic for sure. I know that he posted to Facebook that he got a chance to meet David, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, all right, there's your uh, paddock pass, folks. Brought to you by Peril in USA. David talking a lot about the, the facility at Speed Sports CRG holding their open house. Sad to hear that Brandon Jarvis got got his truck stolen again. That's one of the things people should watch out for. And a packed house on Sunday. Love to hear that. And again, David, we talk about just a just a real brief thing. We talk about people coming out to watch major races, right? We always wonder, hey, when a big major national event comes to your track or your region, get out and watch it. And a lot of people don't do that, right? But uh, it's cool to see that. That the the, the race drew a lot of the the players in the sport in Texas. Yeah, and again, I think just regular, you know, friends of family. You know, there's a lot of racers there from the Houston area or nearby, so that's uh, that's a key element. Again, exposure. You know, anytime you can get new people to the racetrack watching, and especially an event like that, uh, it's great for for the sport. Indeed, time for another break in the action. When we get back, we'll dive into the race report. We'll talk X30 Pro KA100 Senior and Pro Shifter. Don't go anywhere. More to come this edition of The Debrief. It's a multi-time world champion, and it's a Supercarts USA Super Nationals winner. It is Sodicart. And starting in 2023, the Sodi brand has found a new home here in the U.S. Sodi Racing USA is the new exclusive importer of the Sodicart chassis line under the Karting Distribution banner led by industry veteran Terry Germanovich. The French manufacturer Sodicart is a leader within the karting industry, offering a wide range of products and services. The Sodi Racing chassis line offers product in classes from Mini to KZ, all based on years of development and championship seasons around the world. Sodi Racing USA has already begun establishing its dealer network, working with the karting collective on the West Coast and recently signing PK Sport, to serve as a dealer and the official race team on the East Coast. Visit Sodi-Racing-USA.com to learn more about the Sodi Kart chassis line or call 954-634-5111 to become part of the Sodi Racing USA network today. Sodi Kart, the world leader in the karting industry. Top-level production with a focus on a single form of motorsport, karting. This is MG Tires. MG Tires USA, underneath the Vantage Karting Group banner, is the official distributor of the MG Tires brand for the United States. 
MG Tires are the official spec tire in the U.S. Pro Kart Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, Sunshine State Karting Challenge, and countless clubs across the country. No matter your compound preference, MG Tires USA has you covered. Whether it's the medium SH Red or the soft SM Yellow that you find at many karting events in the U.S., or the super soft green SS and the intermediate white IZ optional compounds, MG Tires USA has your winning set of rubber in stock. Indoor and outdoor rental facilities can now trust MG Tires with their solution to long-lasting and the best performance with three different compounds available through the RL line. For more info about MG Tires USA and its extensive list of dealers near you, check out their website at mgtiresusa.com. MG Tires, for the drivers. Two thousand nineteen marked a new era for the Cartlift brand. The company that Tim Coyne owned and operated since two thousand three, one with a long tradition of quality products for the karting industry, was purchased by Ted Fashing and his business Stockholm Karting Center in October of two thousand nineteen. Stockholm Karting Center Inc. has added the Cartlift brand to their very successful Triple T Race Products brand that has been fabricating parts for the drag racing industry for the past twenty five years. We're small enough where the owner answers the phone and every call is important to us, but we're large enough to get the job done. We pride ourselves on the quality and personal customer service that we provide on the phone or at the track. Cartlift stands, as you know, can be found at racetracks all over the country. If you race alone or if you're a parent with a cadet or junior driver, let our one-man winch lift make your race days easier. Position the hooks under the rear bumper Push the button and your cart is raised into position and you're ready to go. We have traditional cart stands, single upright storage stands, cart lift stackers for storing two carts at once, tire changers, and skid plate kits. Cart lift stands are available at the finest cart shops around the country or you can order online at cartlift.com. For more information, give us a call at 877-777-8020. That's 877-777. 777-8020. Get a cart lift and leave your crew at home. Welcome back to episode 112 of the EK Debrief as we're talking about the USPKS event, the Texas Grand Prix at Speed Sports Racing Park this past weekend in New Caney, Texas, just north of Houston. Now time to jump into the race report. We'll talk about the three primary categories for senior drivers. The race report presented by Factory Carts. Made in the USA. It's not just a statement. It's the mission at Factory Carts of America. Led by four-time Super Nationals champion Billy Musgrave, Factory Carts manufactures their frames completely in-house at the Riverside, California facility. Built and designed from the ground up specifically for the American karting market, Factory Carts brings new innovations and solutions that are long overdue. No other karting manufacturer stands behind its product as Factory Carts does, providing a two-year warranty on all their frames. Learn more by visiting factorycarts.com or email Billy anytime at info at factorycarts.com. All right, David, let's jump into the race report X30 Pro brought to you by Franklin Motorsports. As I always do, I'll roll out the headline. You fill in the information for X30 Pro. Here's the headline. Turney leads British Invasion with first series victory. Yeah, before the British invasion took place, it was the hometown favorite, Elio Meza, that was yeah. setting the pace, uh, got out to a uh, 
put down a good lap in qualifying to earn his first pole position in the X30 Pro category. Then he went on to win two of the three heat races. The, th- the second one, however, uh, he got a little schooling, got a little uh, little uh, shuffled back, and, and and the guys went after him that race. So uh, he actually fell back to the 13th position. So wow. two wins and a 13 certainly didn't allow him to keep the pole position and that's why it went to Alessandro de Tullio, who was the most consistent driver of the three heat races with a second, third, and a fourth. It was Diego Ramos who won that second heat. That was a bit wild and crazy. He was the second top qualifier. Uh, so a win in two fifths put him on the outside of the front row. So it was all Burrell Art front row for the start of the main event. But the action was hot and heavy early on. And it ended up being Joe Turney, the Brit, coming in to, uh, to make his first USPKS start for Cart Republic. He started third after qualifying ninth, but was able to work his way up to the top five in all three heat races. And, you know, starting third got by Dutulio quickly as Ramos led and then quickly by him into the lead. And then fighting behind him for second gave him a little bit of a gap, but a more consistent, quick pace uh, allowed him to stretch further and further away from the rest of the field, driving away to a seven second wow. victory for his first victory at the United States pro Kart series in his debut. The fight for second went on and on for, for the majority of the 20 lap main event ended up being championship leader. Brandon Carr uh, started seventh and eventually just worked his way up into the second spot. So the Brit finished second, but, uh, Harley Keeble, that man, that kid is just uh, a beast. He yeah. always takes advantage of certain situations that allow him to move up. And he certainly did that, held second for a time, but ended up finishing a third. So that is your British invasion with the British drivers taking first, second, and third on man. the podium. Uh, a, wild, a wild run for them. Blake Nash was just about to... Uh, was just able to edge out Elio Meza for the fourth spot. That was a great run to the checkered flag. As again, a lot of drivers in the mix for the second spot, but ended up being Carr, Keeble, Nash, and Meza behind Turney. Wow. Impressive for the the, uh, the three drivers. Again, maybe a little bit about the fact that it was kind of, a, it's a new racetrack for most people. They haven't been down there doing a lot of testing. I know people were there the week before testing, but uh, again, it's not like it's a track where uh, Turney and Keeble, these guys have to come over. Carr's been here many years, obviously, but, Turney and Keeble come over and have never, you know, I've never got a chance to run. Everybody else has been running for years and years on. So maybe a little bit of a, a level playing field, but man, pretty impressive. Again, Joe Turney, we know one of the world's best right now, if not the best driver in the world. So a uh, 7.5 second win, pretty impressive over Carr and Keeble. Nash and Mesa rounding out the top five. Hard charger, David. Tyler McIntyre on the peril and up 18 spots. Started 31st, got his way up to 13th. Yeah, he start he qualified 27th, so he kind of struggled throughout the early part of the of the weekend. But a lot of aggressive racing, uh, drivers retiring as well, that certainly allowed him to move up into the top 15. Uh, one of those drivers retiring early, Ryan Norberg, the two-time defending champion, he had a bit of a struggle, not really quick throughout the weekend. Finished fourth, seventh, and eleventh in his heat races. Okay, main event just wasn't able to move forward. Just uh, didn't quite have that Norberg pace that we saw in Orlando or or anywhere else we've been. You know, they they tested all last weekend, yeah. um, but it just seemed like they just couldn't find it in the X30 Pro category under the RPG tent this weekend. So hmm. um, certainly going to be one to uh, to kind of look over. Now they got that um, full month to kind of regroup and and reset as the uh, as the season moves forward. 
Uh, let's move to the KA100 Senior Class presented by Mike Doty Racing. Here is the headline. Mesa defends home turf in front of fan club. Yeah, it, you know, running the double duty and at your home racetrack, he had he was among the favorites. But this is the category where I certainly put him as one of the favorites to win in this category. Because remember, I did put the over-under at three Texas drivers to win this <laughs> you weekend. Did. You did. We'll just we'll just keep it at I I, I the under would have won. So <laughs> okay. yeah, I Mesa was one. Of, Mesa was the I think the only Texas driver to win on the weekend. Let me double ah, check. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he was. So uh, made it made it. There was a couple others that were in it uh, in the other other categories, but Mesa the only. It was Texas a it was a bold prediction, Dave. That was a bold prediction. It's not a bold prediction. It was an easy prediction because again. Mesa, even though he is a senior rookie, we knew he he's got a lot of laps there. Was coming in as the KA one hundred junior defending champ or twenty twenty two champion in the junior category, so was certainly one of those favorites in. But it it was a fight up until early on in the in the main event. But to get there, Mesa set the fast time in qualifying, so nothing nothing too crazy there. John Burke, another Texan in the second spot, so we figured. There's going to be a number of Texans there because you also had Alex Stanfield who actually jumped back into the cart, the defending series champion, and he qualified fifth. So you had uh, three Texas in the top five after qualifying. So Mesa went on to win two of the three heat races. It was a uh, it was a good battle in his third. It ended up being Alex Stanfield who still was kind of shaking off the rust but certainly had it shaken off by heat three and was able to beat Mesa. So it wasn't a clean sweep for Mesa through the heat races. Josh Holtz, Burke and Brandon Lemke uh, were the other heat winners, you know, with the KA 100 senior group split up into ABCD yep. groups. Uh, Holtz had an issue in one of the heat races, got together with Ben Cooper. Uh, John Burke ended up with two runner ups and a win. So that put him second in the uh, in the order for the main event next to Mesa on the front row. And then Brandon Lemke also had an issue in one of the heat races as well. So he was starting further back in the main event after picking up a win. So the grid ended up looking like Mesa, Burke, Alex Sanfield, Peyton Phillips. So Texas drivers, one, two, three, four. And then Henry Wheeler in the fifth spot to start the main event. Wheeler under the uh, Mike Doty racing tent had a pretty strong weekend. Uh, just very consistent with kept himself out of trouble, kept himself out towards the front. Looked like he was going to be a contender early on as well, too, in the main event. We saw a large group start out uh, in the main event, the 20 lap main event up front. Mesa was there. Burke was there. Stanfield was there. They were kind of leading the train, kind of shuffling up a little bit. Lap eight, however, as Mesa made a move on Burke, Stanfield went along with Mesa. So it was, he was trying to put Burke back into third as they went through the corner, which is at the end of the straightaway. I can't remember what number it was. Um, six, right? Six in the straightaway? I believe so. Yes, correct. Six. Uh, as they went through turn six, a little bit of contact between Burke and Stanfield, shot Burke up in the air and turned around over, collecting Brandon Lemke at the same time. So those three drivers basically out of the running. That allowed Elio Mesa to kind of get a lot of real estate and escape with the lead and then wasn't challenged the rest of the way, driving away to a three-second advantage uh, by, at the checkered flag to pick up his first series victory in KA100 Senior. Uh, the, behind him, it was just a, a battle to the end for second spot. 
ended up being Peyton Phillips scoring the uh, the second position ahead of Braden Eves on the Cart Republic for MPG Motorsports. Uh, Cooper Shipman in the four spot, and I don't have fifth on my sheet, so I'm going to try and pull it up right now. <laughs> that was Ben Cooper. That was oh, Ben yes, Cooper. Ben Cooper. Uh, yeah. Up 13 spots to fifth. So Cooper Shipman actually was back in 19th on the opening laps, so he was able to work himself up from 19th to fourth in the 20 lap race. Yeah, solid run. Uh, another solid run was played in by Brooke Berry. She actually won the LCQ, started 41st, and ended up moving up 18 spots into 23rd. So Brooke obviously has a lot of track time at, at Speed Sports, although obviously didn't have a great run through the heat races to be moved into the LCQ, but a, a good LCQ win, a, a solid run through the main event as well. Yeah, and Henry Wheeler, again, not a way to cap off a good weekend. Uh, had broken exhaust springs, so he retired early. Terlecki, again, in the hunt all weekend long, kept his nose clean, was in the mix. He actually started in the seventh spot, was racing for that second position uh, until the last lap when contact put him off the racetrack. So uh, a couple heartbreakers for Wheeler and Terlecki. Damn. All right, let's go to the pro shifter category presented by SRP Engines. Here's your headline. Myers gains redemption with first victory of 2023. Yeah, redemption was on the mind, certainly for him and everyone kind of watching this category. And he stepped up right away, uh, challenging for the pole position. But it ended up being uh, round one winner, Danny Formel on the RPG yeah. Cosmic that was able to set fast time in qualifying, nipping Myers by just a few uh Meyer said he had the speed just made a little bit of a mistake and that certainly cost him the pole position Kremers in the third spot with uh Carrera in the fourth spot he would actually be a factor throughout the weekend you know we thought it was going to be the big three that were kind of setting the pace but Carrera made it four drivers so you had cosmic yeah. magic Braille art and the Lenzo cart all four drivers kind of in the mix uh, the opening race, heat race, it went to Formal. Myers got the whole shot, but kind of slipped up on pace and wasn't quite there as Formal took the win. But Myers made up for it in the final two heat races, taking the win in both of them. Kremers actually finishing second in the second heat with Formal in the runner-up spot in the third. So it still kind of kept the order the same with Myers, Formal, Kremers, and Carrera uh, on the opening on the front two rows for the main event start. Whole shot by Myers. He jumped out to the lead, got challenged by Formal as Kremers actually fell back to fourth early on as Carrera went up into the third spot. So you kind of had two duels going at the same time uh, early on in the main event. Formal took the lead on lap eight, but Myers went right back and took it yeah. from him again. And essentially from there, led the rest of the way. Kremers was a, pretty much the strongest driver in the second half of the race. He got back by Carrera with a, uh, uh, questionable move and then got by formal late and then put a little bit of pressure on Myers in the final two laps, but wasn't able to make a move or attempt a move. So that allowed Myers to go on to score the victory by half a second. Uh, what would be a half second over formal as Kremers finished second on track, but was penalized three positions for the contact passing Carrera. So that dropped Kremers down to the fifth spot, moved formal up to second Carrera third, with Hunter Pickett in the four spot. Yeah, pr pretty solid racing with the big dogs up front for sure. Myers, Formal, and uh, and Kremers. And yeah, Carrera's really stepped up, David, has he not? Over the last, uh, what, three, four months, really kind of getting himself in there with the International Motorsports Lenzo Kart package. He looks really good. 
yeah, they, they have the pace there. They, I think they just need a little bit more. You know, he's certainly getting more and more comfortable. Um, yeah. They just, you know, pace-wise, I think they're there. They just need to find a little bit to be able to challenge for that top spot. Maybe qualifying might help a little bit there, you know, being able to qualify quicker than, yeah. than the other three. Indeed. Indeed. A hard charger was Ayrton Hernandez on the Formula K, up three spots, started 10th. Moved up into the seventh position for Hernandez. So a couple spots there. A lot of race, good racing in the pro shifter category. Back to another break of the action, folks. When we get back, we'll talk about X30 Junior, KA100 Junior, and KA100 Masters. Established in 1999, PSL Karting has become a powerhouse within the karting industry for North America and around the world. PSL Karting is your complete source for all Burrell Art products as the North American importer, providing this top quality product through both their expansive dealer network or through the pslkarting.com online store. Whatever you need is available 24-7 online, including safety gear, parts, components, and full karting packages. All three brands, Burrell Art, Ricardo Kart, and Charles Leclerc Karts are in stock and ready to hit the track. Grab your winning chassis for any category by visiting pslkarting.com to find your nearest dealer. PSL Karting is always looking for interest in new dealers and teams to help create new business relationships. Drivers looking to take their talents to the next level can join the Burrell Art North America race team competing at all the major U.S. and Canadian events this season. When you're ready to win, go with PSL Karting. All over the karting world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the U.S., OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Toady Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic and Xpree chassis, and now the new Red Speed and EOS brands, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup USA Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Scusa Pro Tour and Winter Series, and the Pro Kart Challenge, the United States Pro Kart Series, and the WKA Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line, you can find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, Xfree, Red Speed, or EOS, visit www.otkusa.com. Specific chassis territories are still available, so kart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups can contact OTK USA directly. Powered by technology, DID racing chains have a worldwide reputation for superior quality and reliability. Meticulously engineered and manufactured in Japan, DID Genuine Parts are the world's number one original parts supplier for Japanese and European motorcycle manufacturers. A rich racing tradition where results speak for themselves, DID prides itself on engineering the most technologically advanced chains on the market to help you excel on and off the track. DID's SDH pin treatment creates an extremely hard chromium carbide layer on the pin surface that houses a soft inner core to absorb extreme shock loads. D 
DID's 219HTZ racing chain boasts this SDH pin technology, which leads to longer chain life, as well as excellent energy transmission to the wheels. Available in the gorgeous gold, the 219HTZ is the ultimate racing kart chain. Pick up a DID chain at your local dealer today, because when winning is the only thing that matters, go with DID. Welcome back to the EKN Debrief, episode 112, as we're doing a deep dive into the USPKS Speed Sports event, the Texas Grand Prix, the second round of the series. This race report presented by Factory Carts. Here's your X30 Junior category presented by Rawls Performance Group. The headline, sweeping performance for Rivera. This guy is the one to beat in junior category. There is, is no doubt about it, especially in X30 Pro Junior. Uh, Rivera just was almost untouchable throughout the weekend. Qualifying quickest, uh, winning all three heat races without any challenge. But in the main event, however, uh, got a little got a little um, pressure and actually fell back to second early on. Uh, Diego, Gu- I can never say his name correctly. I think it's Giat. Giat. We, we need to confirm it. Yes. We'll Diego Giat. So, yeah, I, I'm, I can, I'm trying to remember how they were saying it on the PA, but I can't quite remember. Uh, so Diego was uh, able to get around him in the opening lap. So put Rivera in the second spot for the first time on the weekend. However, it was only the that opening lap that uh, Rivera would not lead. He took back the position and then just put down an incredible pace to pull away from the rest of the field, uh, claiming the victory by 6.7 seconds at the line. And again, behind him, just a battle for second all the way down to the wire. Uh, Anthony Martelli on the red speed for speed concepts racing was able to kind of break away late. So then it ended up being a fight for third behind him, ended up with Enzo Vidmontian on the parallel in the third position. Uh, Nathan Dupuis, Dupuis, I think, Dupuis, Dupuis, sorry, yes. Nathan Dupuis with Speed Concepts Racing Red Speed in fourth, and Jackson Woolney on the RPG Cosmic in fifth. Yeah, solid run for all those drivers to get themselves into the top five. And again, uh, Rivera, as you said, really hasn't been just the the dominant factor. Wins the Super Nationals last year after battling with his teammate Caleb Gaffera. Ends up getting that victory. And really, the momentum just kind of was fired there. And he has been just rocking and rolling ever since. Swept every session, as David had said. Uh, 6.7 seconds to win, having lost the lead on the opening circuit. Came back and grabbed it. Good run, though, for Anthony Martella, as you said. The Canadian going to P2 ahead of Vidmontien, Dupuis, and, and Wolney. A hard charger, Charlie Smith-David, started back in the 18th position, able to work his way up into ninth. Yeah, I believe two Canadians. I believe Dupuis is also Canadian as well. Would be a possibility, yeah. I'd have to look I at that. I believe so. I'm looking at that right now as you're talking right. to me. Check it out. So then it's <laughs> Charlie Smith on the comp cart with the hard charger run. Nine spots up, as we said. 18th up tonight. Let's go to the KA100 Junior Class. David will, of course, update us on Dupuis when he gets a chance. Uh, BBS Racing Engine is the sponsor of the KA100 Junior category on the USPKS. And here's the headline. Photo finish ends with Rivera earning second straight. Yeah, it was. This was the category that was up in the air. There was a lot of drivers that were in the mix, and that's what we're seeing, obviously, throughout the country in KA100 racing. Indeed. Uh, Rivera, however, set the tone in qualifying, setting fast time there, but was only able to win one of the heat races. Uh, I believe it was the first one. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember back. No, the second heat race where contact he and, uh, it was he and Steven Miller 
Yes, the second one where he and Stephen Miller made contact. So Skinner actually got him on the racetrack. Uh, that was a great battle. Then we thought, okay, the the Texas drivers. This is where I thought I was going to get another Texas. You driver. did Landon Skinner, yeah. <laughs> uh, Landon Skinner. I thought for sure being at the home racetrack was going to be able to battle. So he did well. Got the first opening heat race, and Sebastian Garzon picked up the the other in the in the first round of heat races. Second round of heat races, it was Rivera and Miller battling it out for the lead the final or second the penultimate corner la, a turn was at 14 the, the right hander the 180 the 180 yeah. right hander yep before yeah. the kink uh they made a little bit of contact miller went in for a pass and just didn't quite have the grip to be able to make the corner they made contact Mil, uh, miller went straight off into the barrier unable to, to turn his cart with a broken front end rivera continued on even though he was up in the air probably a good three feet yeah. Uh, was able to continue on, but it was Diego Giat that uh, took the victory. Garzon added a second win in the other heat race, so he went two for two up to that point. Uh, but Rivera bounced back to pick up a, uh, a win in heat three, while uh, Fernando Luque, uh, Luque. Picked up, Luque picked up the victory in the other heat race. So a lot of different drivers in the mix there yeah. ended up being Garzon with those two heat wins on the pole position alongside Rivera, Landon Skinner in the third spot, Luque. I believe correct. So. Luque so. in the fourth position with Alex Mercado in fifth. So we knew it was going to be a fight early on. It was a good little shuffle, but eventually Rivera was able to grab the lead and kind of break away for a little bit. But Luque ended up being able to run him down. So it was a two driver breakaway out front. They kind of right. went back and forth a little bit here and there on the final lap. Uh, Rivera went defensive into turn 14. We knew it was going to happen. So did uh, Fernando. He made the over under move uh, on the exit. They went through the kink side by side all the way to the start finish line. But Rivera was able to edge him out by 26 thousandths of a second. Whoa at the line however luke ended up being disqualified in tech so thus Ugh. would lose the second position that moved giat up into the second position stephen miller an amazing drive for him he had obviously that contact in the second heat which dropped him down to 22nd in the grid and he came all the way up into the now third position with an amazing drive uh, Pate Westcott, who who did a, a great job in qualifying, was second in qualifying, was able to run up front all weekend long, ended up finishing in the fourth spot with Landon Skinner, one of my Texas drivers I thought was going to be able to pull off the victory uh, in the <laughs> fifth position. Yeah, Miller's uh, run that David mentioned there from 19th or their, uh, 22nd up to third was the hard charger uh, with 19th spot improvement. Great run again for Rivera. Again, that, that that last corner, when you defended the inside of the corner, the turn 14 hairpin, man, if, if the other driver does a good job and you don't do it, you know, you don't get the thing to rotate, you could easily get beat at the line. And as David said, 26 thousandths of a second, Rivera just nipping uh, Luque for that position. Uh, and I will give a little shout out to Peyton Westcott. She qualified on the pole at the Challenge of the Americas finale at Sonoma and then qualified second here at USPKS uh, at Speed Sports and K100 Junior. David, uh, she's got blinding speed. You know, she works with Matt Johnson at National Motorsports. The speed is there. The racecraft keeps coming up. And I think we're going to be talking about Peyton Westcott a lot throughout the season, running in the top five, top ten. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, she's certainly improving. This was her best uh, USPKS performance thus far. 
and as you said, you know, did very well at the Challenge of the Americas finale. Austin Olds had another good weekend. He stayed out of trouble, was in the mix all weekend long, just missed out on the top five there. Tyler Roberts, home track for the junior rookie. He ended up yep. finishing in sixth. So a number of drivers kind of making their way uh, this weekend, putting 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 their uh, their name into the into the hat a little bit. So we'll see how things shake out for this category in Newcastle. Yeah, it's going to be fun watching the, the those rookies, the freshmen in the junior category, kind of continue to get more comfortable getting their feet wet and getting some traction, and we're going to see them work their way forward before it's all said and done. Let's wrap up this particular segment here on the EKN Debrief. Uh, the race report brought to you by Factory Carts with KA100 Masters presented by Speed Concepts Racing. The headline, two in a row for Raleigh on birthday weekend. Yeah, big weekend for Mike Rollison. Yeah, big weekend for him and the entire RPG crew picking up now uh, three victories on the weekend with Rivera's two and his own. Uh, Didn't look that way, however, as he qualified third overall uh, with Adam Kreppen making his class debut, got tired of racing the senior drivers and drivers, you know, (laughs) half his age, decided to move over into the master's category and put it right on pole position, just said, I don't know where the lap came from. It just, it just happened. <laughs> so okay. it was great. And you got to remember he, he's a privateer working out of the back of his dad's trailer. His dad is actually one of the officials. His mom is an official as well. So he's all by himself working on his own stuff, oh, I you know, it. and, and it, it was just, a, it was a great story all weekend long to kind of follow. And it's what we want. You know, this is the type of masters you want to see this in masters. We want to see guys doing this. Um, but yeah, so put down a lap and qualifying was able to beat best, uh, Danilo Romalo, who moved over to Sodi cart with PK sports on the weekend. Uh, and then as said, Rollison in the third spot. So those were kind of the players throughout the heat race. Rollison was able to pick up the win in the opening heat ahead of Tommy Anderson coming up from the fifth spot. Uh, but it was Romalo picking up the win in the second heat as there was contact actually between Rollison and Anderson in the second heat. So that kind of dropped them back uh, in the order during that race as Kreppen sat there in second. Third heat ended up being Rollison coming up with the win with Kreppen once again in the second spot ahead of Tommy Anderson. So it was set the grid with Kreppen and Rollison on the front row, Romalo and Nikki Coella on the second row, Tommy Anderson and Jake Fetter on the third row. So Again, a lot of different contenders uh, in, in the field, and it ended up being more as the race main event went on. Uh, Rollison, Kreppen, and Romalo, <clears throat> excuse me, were all fighting for the lead, all took their turn at the point. Eventually, Romalo kind of got slipped back into the four spot, and he was caught up by Mario Barrios, who was making the charge up from 10th, and then Nikki Coelho, who was right there already as well, um, as they were able to catch up with the leaders. Eventually, Rollison and Kreppen, were able to push away from the rest of the field and kind of decide decide the, the race on their own. However, Raleigh had other ideas as he was able to kind of inch away bit by bit from Kreppen to be able to cross the line ahead in the first position, taking the victory by six tenths of a second. Behind them, it was a great little battle. Yeah, that was uh, a really eventually, good battle. <laughs> eventually, Barrios got into the third spot and was able to kind of break away as Romalo and Coella kind of were going back and forth, back and forth. Unfortunately, on the last lap, ended up being contact between the two drivers. Uh, 
with uh, between Coella and Romalo. This allowed uh, Tommy Anderson to kind of slide through by both of them uh, for the fourth position. Romalo ended up go- continuing on into and crossed the line in the fifth spot, uh, but was penalized for the contact. So that actually dropped him from fifth to tenth. So that could be a big factor in the championship hunt. Uh, and then Miguel, that moved Miguel Mir, who was I thought was going to be one of my uh, Texas picks to win. Yeah. Uh, just just didn't quite have the pace all weekend long, and uh, but ended up finishing in the fifth spot. So uh, joined the podium there. I watched that entire race, and it was uh, that battle behind uh, Rawls and Crepin when they started to pull away. Romalo, you could tell, was kind of getting frustrated because they were battling through each other. You know, they were in six, seven, eight, nine, all the way through the double right handers of eight of nine. Right, they were just they were going at each other so much they were losing time. And I see Romalo at one point was pointing forward, like, "What are we doing? Let's why are we battling each other?" And it was it just obviously percol- percolated over, boiled over to the final lap. And uh, as you said, Romalo. Uh, getting penalized for that contact uh, with he and Nikki Coelho. And indeed, Rawlson, strong win, birthday boy, uh, six-tenths of a second victory over Crepin, just stretching away, as you said, at the end of it. Barrios was able to pull away from the battle behind him to get that third, so a couple of RPG drivers on the podium, Tommy Anderson and Miguel Mir rounding out the top five. Barrios, actually, David, was the hard charge as well, started back in 10th, kind of methodically worked his way forward and was kind of at the tail of that scrap outside the you know the front running two drivers and then kind of leveraged it, made a couple of good moves and, and, you know, everything kind of played for him as they started the battle behind him. Yeah. And it was looking to be like, it was going to be Martin stone as well too. He was yeah. in that mix that was closing up on the leaders. Unfortunately, a loose rear bumper yeah. gave him the meatball flag and he was able, he was forced to pull off the racetrack. So the championship leader ended up finishing in 19th. Ouch. That'll shake things up, folks, when we go look forward to the next event on the series. Uh, one more break here. Uh, we got two more breaks. Yeah, two more breaks to come after this one here, folks. We'll wrap up the race report with Mini Swift and Micro Swift. It all started in my parents' garage, MPG. That's the foundation for MPG Motorsports, which grew from a small home garage into one of the top race teams and kart shops in the industry. A true passion for motorsports runs deep in the DNA of MPG, which has developed strong connections within karting. Now based at Whiteland Raceway Park in central Indiana, MPG Motorsports offers a wide range of opportunities through its race team while providing a full-service kart shop as an official dealer for the Kart Republic brand. The MPG Motorsports race team is led by ownership partner and karting champion Chase Jones and provides full trackside service and driver development. Be part of the MPG program at the United States Pro Kart Series, Stars Championship Series, and Route 66 Sprint Series events with arrive and drive opportunities available at those programs along with the Whiteland Club races this season. A new 3,500 square foot shop is currently under construction at the Whiteland Raceway Park in Whiteland, Indiana for the new home of MPG Motorsports. The new headquarters will provide local and regional racers with a full service race shop and they'll provide a wide range of parts and supplies to racers, including the full chassis line of the Kart Republic brand. For more information, head to mpg-motorsports.com and follow us on social media. Let MPG take your motorsports career in the direction of your choice. CRG is one of the most iconic brands in karting, and we're primed and ready for the 2022 season with new material and a never-ending focus on winning. CRG Nordam is the North American distributor for all CRG products. Based outside of Houston, Texas, 
CRG Nordam supports CRG dealers across the continent, reaching every corner of North America. The CRG KT5 is our new chassis for tag and shifter racing, and it's been designed specifically for the US market. The KT5 features 30 millimeter construction with a 32 millimeter front loop to increase front grip. CRG's new Ven 13 brake system is cutting edge technology with a master cylinder that allows for pressure regulation within the system. Drivers can customize brake pressure to their own requirements to improve feel and to avoid brake lockup. The cart is finished with new KG 507-508 bodywork that has refined aerodynamics and reduced weight. For cadet drivers, the 2022 CRG Black Mirror is already logging positive results to start the new season. This chassis will be making big waves in 2022. Longtime CRG drivers will be happy to know that the CRG Road Rebel, the standard in quality and performance, is still available. With Force Cycle Racing enjoying consistent growth in North America, CRG's FS4 chassis is the ideal choice for racers in brakes and Stratton competition. From pure racing to karting entertainment, many tracks, both indoor and outdoor, have made the switch to the CRG Centurion rental cart line. Five different models for both gas-powered or electric engines can fit any track's needs for a new rental cart fleet. CRG Nordam has a full inventory of rental carts available for new and existing facilities. For more information on the CRG product line, head to www.cartcrg.com and to inquire about a North American dealer near you, please email us at info at cartcrg-nordam.com. History, success, family. Those are the three words that can describe Comet Cart Sales, one of the longest tenured karting businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation located just outside of Indianapolis has provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers in the near six decades of business. Their online store features everything you need, continually adding new parts to their product line. From full karting packages, new engines, spare or replacement parts, and safety gear, find it all at CometCartSales.com. Their Comet Racing Engine service has won multiple major events and championships over decades of karting and continues to offer the best trackside service in the industry, specializing in IAMI X30, IAMI Swift, and other two-cycle power plants. Make sure to head to CometCartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be part of the Comet Cart Sales family today. Welcome back to the ECAN Radio Network, episode 112 of our debrief podcast. We break down the event uh, as part of our ECAN trackside coverage, the USPKS uh, heading to Speed Sports Racing Park uh, for the Texas Grand Prix this past weekend. David Cole was there and is filing today's report here on the podcast. Uh, this race report continuing, brought to you by Factory Carts. Let's move to Mini Swift, presented by DNJ Intermodal Services. Uh, the headline Palacio wins in unofficial main event. Give me the insight on this one. Yeah, Sino, uh, Rocco Simone set the tone to begin the weekend, putting a, uh, putting down the fast lap and qualifying ahead of Marco Romero, uh, a, a new name towards the front of the field with Lucas Palacio in third. Uh, it ended up being three different winners in the heat races as well with Romero, Palacio, and Simone each picking up a race win. 
So again, a lot, one thing about the mini category, a lot of side-by-side -side racing all weekend long. So this was a good one to watch and you didn't really quite have a favorite going into the main event. Uh, the three different race winners set the grid this way with Rocco Simone on the pole position with Max Christia on the outside of the front row, Travis Pettit with a consistent run through the heat races in this third spot next to Marco Romero, Royce Vega and Lucas Palacio filled out the third row. So the main event, I believe 18 laps. I, I can't have, I don't have the number in front of me. Uh, Christia, Romero, Simone, Palacio, all different leaders uh, in the <laughs> basically first half of the race. It was great. Again, big, large lead group going back and forth. Eventually, Romero was leading on the last lap. Had Palacio slip by him, I believe, at the end of the straightaway or just after that. So as they came into the last section of the racetrack, we saw very similar to what we saw in, in the KA100 junior category. Palacio went defensive into turn 14. Romero set him up for the overrunner. They were able to drag race down to the line, and Romero was actually able to edge out Palacio there by just, uh, let me see here, just a few, few tenths or a few hundredths of a second. Uh, and, but behind them was an entire race pack of carts crossing the line as well. So I, I want to say there was around <laughs> eight to 10 carts in the lead group. Unfortunately wow. for Romero, as he came into the scale line, had a half pushback bumper, thus was penalized three seconds for that. That actually dropped him all the way back to the 10th position. Ooh, so because it was so tight from, up front oh. because it was so many guys in the lead group. Uh, so that handed the the victory over to Palacio, moving Ashton Woon, who was right there into the second spot aboard the Parolin, Michael McGoy in third, Max Christia in fourth, and then Bobby Klein, hard charger of the race, up 17 spots from 22nd to 5th. Uh, a great run for him. Unfortunately, however, the results are unofficial. All of the drivers receive their trophies, but as they know, it is unofficial pending further tech inspection. So Really? Um, what happened there? So Got some Rick, insight on that? Rick jumps, taking some parts and some uh, engines uh, to be reviewed by uh, IME USA officials. And if Ooh. they have to, even further than that. So, uh, all right. Yeah. So, uh, as of right now, uh, Mini Swift is unofficial uh, as of today and probably for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, unofficial for Mini Swift. Uh, uh, big run there again for Lucas Palacio with a win. Congratulations, of course, to Marco Romero, despite the pushback bumper running up front and strong. And Bobby Klein, good to see him, one of the local drivers up to the P5. That's a that's a good result for Bobby. Uh, let's go now to Micro Swift, presented by Team Ferris Racing. Here is the headline. Ives calls shot in second straight series victory. I want Calls his shot. I want to hear this, Cole. What happened? Yeah, <laughs> you don't quite get that in the micro division, do you? No, uh, <laughs> no, no. Well, Ives actually, you know, was a driver to beat when qualifying was said and done on Friday, had set fast time. So everybody was gunning for him. And they certainly did that because Ives was not able to pick up a heat race win uh, through the all three rounds. Uh, Colton Schneigenberg. Schneigenberg. Schneigenberg uh, 
ended up being the driver to beat. He qualified back in six, but was able to race his way forward in the opening two heat races to take the wins there. And ah. uh, then Cade Casper, however, picked up the win in heat three as Colton finished in the second spot. But those, those two wins in second put him on the pole position for the main event alongside Cade Casper, uh, Maxwell Macha and Ashton Wyatt. Aston Wyatt in the second row with Alex Chandler starting in fifth and Parker Ives in sixth. So Ives, the top qualifier back in the sixth spot, as he told his mechanic and his dad, he said he had the cart to win it and certainly did that. That was basically, that's basically what he did. He called the shot. He said, I have the cart to win it. We'll just go and do it. And, uh, and that's what he did, you know, just, just inched his way forward and bit by bit, you had uh, Schneigenberg, uh, Maxwell and uh, Macha and uh, Cade Casper, they all led. So it kind of kept the, the, the front of the group a little bit tight as Ives was able to kind of pick off a driver one by one. Eventually, he took the lead on lap 12. And just from there, just kind of drove away from the rest of the field. They weren't able to keep up his pace uh, in the closing uh, six laps of the main event and drove away to a two point second margin of victory for his second straight victory in United States pro cart series competition. Wow. Uh, Maxwell Mach calls the shot on yeah. the nitro. I like it. That's cool. Called the shot. It was a, it was a battle for the second spot behind him. However, uh, Colton Schneigenberg got into a little bit of contact with three corners to go. So he was a reti- uh, unable to continue that allowed Maxwell Macha to cross the line in the second spot ahead of Cade Casper aboard the GFC. Uh, Pasha Ali moving up into the four spots. Uh, he started back in ninth. So it was a good run up there in the, in the late running for him with Alex Chandler in the fifth position. Uh, hard charge went to Liam Nakawadi, the uh, Perilin driver up 16th spot, started 26th, able to work his way up into the top 10. So David, a pretty good run for Nakawadi as well. Yeah, had some issues, a couple of issues. Qualified well, was up front, but uh, two heat, two bad heat races put him back uh in the main event grid but uh, was able to drive up into the top 10 yeah qualified third as david had said had issues in the heat races but got himself into the top 10 so a decent recovery for nakawadi there uh folks final break in the action when we get back here on the debrief we'll wrap things up let's look at the constructors championship and we'll cap it all off with a look at the can track side live race calendar don't go away we'll cap things off after this break The new face of competitive karting in the Pacific Northwest region is Race Lab. The full-service karting operation is located at the -the state-of-the-art Kartplex facility in Oliver, British Columbia, Canada, providing everything you need to hit the track or put yourself in a successful driver development program. Race Lab is the official North American distributor for the TB Kart chassis brand, providing the full range of models from kid kart to shifter kart. Villeneuve Racing Carts is their flagship product available only through Race Lab. The brand carries the name of Formula One champion and Indianapolis 500 winner Jacques Villeneuve with each model produced by TV Cart. Cartplex, the home of Race Lab, is situated on the grounds of the Area 27 Motorsports Park. From full arrive and drive TV Cart rentals to leagues and competition karting, the facility provides a new home to developing the future stars of motorsports all beginning at Cartplex with Race Lab. Follow Race Lab on social media on Facebook and Instagram or load up their website at www.theracelab.ca to learn more about TV Cart and Villeneuve Racing Carts. 
Race Lab. Race with us, win with us. For over 20 years, Greg Bell has been building race-winning power for kart racers. One need only look at his team, Leading Edge Motorsports. He's always built engines for his team, and the results have been wins at the biggest races in America, the Scusa Super Nationals and the Rock Vegas events. The name on this program, Mega Power. This year alone, Bell and Danny Formell teamed up to sweep the Rock Shifter class on the Florida Winter Tour, all on a Mega Power engine. If you want to win shifter kart races, it's time to put Mega Power on your kart. Mega Power specializes in gearbox engines, such as the TMKZ, Rock Shifter, and IME Shifter, but with almost three decades of engine building experience, Bell develops winning motors for X30 and Mini Swift and everything in between. The combination of Greg Bell's engine building skills and his chassis tuning knowledge is a potent mixture. Greg's helped catapult many drivers to wins over the years, including Mercedes F1 star George Russell, who won the Supernats 14 in 2011 with Leading Edge Motorsports. Increase your odds of winning at this year's Rock Vegas or Supernational events or throughout 2023 by calling Greg Bell today at 209-747-2613 to put mega power in your corner. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at www.franklincart.com where all our products are just a mouse click away. We're constantly adding to the growing product selection on the online store, and we ship daily to ensure products get to you quickly. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, ceramic products, driveline branded products, Briggs & Stratton engines, OTK products, and of course, the championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fill your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services, and is home to innovative engine works by FMS, our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of the EKN Debrief, episode number 112. As uh, we wrap things up from the USPKS event, the Texas Grand Prix at Speed Sports Racing Park. Awesome to see people get an opportunity to check out the track. Uh, David, let's go into the wrap-up. I'm sure you'll start kind of with that, right? Speed Sports Racing Park. People have got a chance to see it that haven't been there before. It was I don't want to say that it was a, like the best-kept secret in, in American karting, but you know people in Texas know about it, but it just really hadn't found its way into the rotation or one of the schedules of a major national that changed this past weekend. Yeah, I would expect to see the speed sports being in the rotation for the USPKS for at least a two, three, if not five year run. Uh, it, it's a good location. You know, it's kind of centralized for the United States. So it helps some of the West coast teams with a less of a travel uh, expense or, or distance. So, and again, the racetrack is, is, provided great racing as we just went over in a lot of the yeah. different categories. 
in you know a good facility, easy airport to. Well, I, when I say easy, it's a it's a major airport, but not really oh, easy to yep. to navigate. Uh, <laughs> but uh, all in all, you know, you got IKF Grand Nationals that are going to be there later this year. But I would expect to see more and more big events at Speedsports. Nice. Uh, listen, uh, from the get go, David, you were thrilled when we found out there was going to be one main event. Uh, not only is it uh, a lot of fun to have just that one big event on Sunday. It makes it a lot easier for us in these debriefs not to not to have to talk about two main events. But man, I like the format. A lot of points throughout the entire program. It's give me your thoughts on the format itself. I just think the way the championship points are are handed out and the heat races matter. The qualifying sessions matter. It's going to make for some interesting championship chases this year. You know, certainly with a number of the championship leaders that had issues. Uh, this week or, you know, coming in championship leaders coming into this weekend, having issues, uh, it kind of shuffles up the order and then Newcastle is going to, we're going to reset everything. And then we'll have two more, two more race weekends to, uh, to kind of decide everything. And I just, you know, it just makes for the, the weekend to be interesting. Not everything is a rush, you know, by the, you know, at the end of Saturday, everybody's kind of relaxed a little bit. Yeah you know, or either stress because they're starting on pull or, or stress because they're way in the back and they got to move forward. So, um, but there's, yeah, it just seems, it seems to be a lot more relaxed, uh, atmosphere, even though it already is a, a pretty good relaxed atmosphere at USPKS. But I just, I look forward to seeing how these championships are going to unfold. Dave, you mentioned the next event, Indiana Grand Prix, June the 27th, uh, 22nd to the 25th at Newcastle Motorsports Park. That's obviously one of the things we'll start looking forward to. It's a, uh, you know, a little less than a couple months away, seven weeks away. Did, do they know? Did you hear any chatter about potentially what layout they're going to run there? No, I didn't. Uh, and I didn't even ask because we were, I was still in speed sports mode. So <laughs> that's, you know, as I wrote this script, that's kind of the one thing that, you know, we want to know what's, what the layout is going to be for Newcastle. That's going to be the interesting part. Uh, and could be, could be a big factor on the weekend. Uh, all told, uh, eight uh, main events running throughout the weekend with the addition of the pro shifter category here for 2023, five different brand brands, Dave, uh, grab and race wins. Let's uh, go through the constructor championship. Yeah, match the number of different brands that we had in Orlando. Going with Cosmic picking up three, you had Rivera picking up two himself with Mike Rollison, uh, the third Cosmic to win. Cart Republic picking up two with Joe Turney and Lucas Palacio. Tony Cart, Magic Cart, and Nitro Cart each taking a victory. Let's move now into the ECAN Trackside Live Race Calendar. We'll wrap things off this edition of the Race Calendar brought to you by Skip Barber. Are you looking for the next step in racing? Go from carts to cars with the Skip Barber Racing School. Skip Barber alumni are champions in every motorsports series, including Formula One, NASCAR, IMSA, and IndyCar. Get behind the wheel of a Skip Barber Formula Four car that features a 160-horsepower turbocharged engine. Our highly structured and competitive Skip Barber Formula Race Series is the perfect platform to start your racing career, so you can fulfill your dream of becoming a champion. With equalized race cars and a focus on driver development, your driving skills will, will determine if you end up in victory lane. Learn more about the Skip Barber Racing School at skipbarber.com or call 866-932-1949. All right, David Cole, it's wild. We don't normally do this, but here we are May the 2nd, and we do not have a race to cover through the month of May. You mentioned Rawlison Performance Group kind of wrapping things up and heading out to, uh, to their uh, uh, driver training program that they do out in Oregon in, in May. Uh, nobody's 
dude, we got essentially nationally for us at least we got a month off. It's uh, it's very similar to the August in Europe, <laughs> except yeah, right. everybody's still going to be working. Uh, but there's no major event. I think that it's good because it's been a busy four months to start the yeah. year. Um, I almost want to see this happen every year. I think we need that kind of middle of the year break. We know May is a busy month. You have the month of May in Indiana. You have a lot of graduations, a lot of this, a lot of that that go on in May. So it almost seems like May is a good time to kind of take a break from from national level racing. So it's yeah. something I'm going to write in a column here coming up uh, next week, and we'll see we'll see how how it's perceived from the from the from the paddock and the industry itself. But uh, it also allows people to go back to home, regroup, go to local or regional races, because That's I think, true. again, the month of May could be, you know, let's start highlighting some of the regional and local races that are going on in, in the country. That's a really good point. Obviously, you know, the start of the season, April, May, uh, rather uh, January, February, and March, you have all the big winter series, right? You've got the, the Scusa Winter Series, the Rock Cup Florida Winter Tour. You've got the Challenge of the Americas on the West Coast. You got the Scusa Pro Tour, the US, USPKS kind of starting off, those two big national programs getting launched, two races for USPKS. Gives everybody at that level a chance to kind of lift off the throttle, breathe a little bit. But like you said, these racers can go back home. Maybe they want to do a club race. They want to do a regional event, you know, Stars Championship running a regional event. I believe this coming weekend, uh, you know, one of the, obviously one of the biggest regional series on the West Co East Coast. So there's a lot of regional stuff going on right now. We talked about the um, the the NorCal uh, Sprint Karting Series running last weekend as well. So I think you're right. I like the idea of a little bit of a break. But for us, we're able to get back in the office, get caught up on things, get digging. The next event will be a trackside uh, run at on June 9th, 10th, and 11th. I'll be at the Supercarts USA Pro Tour Spring Nationals at Utah Motorsports Campus out in Erda, Utah. Looking forward to that one. Uh, a great racetrack, as we know. A couple weeks down the line, David, you'll be back trackside with the United States Pro Kart Series. We already mentioned it. June the 23rd, 24th, 25th. Newcastle Motorsports Park, your first trip to Newcastle of what will be what? Three, four, four this year or just the three? Four for you. Four. You have USPKS, you have Supercarts yeah. USA Pro Tour, you have the Rotax Trophy, US Trophy Final, and then Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals. There you go. And then maybe we'll throw a club race there, here and there. We'll see. We might. You never know. So, yeah, there, folks, we have a couple of races coming in June. But otherwise, we kind of got the month of May to catch up ourselves, take a bit of a breather, and, and get back to where we, we've been. Because we've been off, as you guys all know, uh, thrashing uh, all year long with all the races we've been to to start the season off. So the month of May, a little bit of a break, at least karting-wise. I've got two other events still to go to with the USF Pro Championships, so I'm still pretty busy all the way through uh, the entire summer. I think I only have – I don't have I don't have two weekends off in a row until I think October, so it's going to be a busy one for me. David's going to be going to be a break as is Nate, so that is good, and that uh, that is a wrap, David, on the uh, ECAN debrief for the USPKS uh, Texas Grand Prix at Speed Sports. Any final thoughts before we wrap this one up? Excited for my first trip. It was an amazing uh, weekend at Speed Sports. Thank you to Alan and Jessica and John, everybody there at the facility. And uh, a great one with the USPKS staff again, and uh, excited to see what happens in Newcastle next month. And David, Speed Sports, another one of your tracks where you can get that in and out fix you're looking for. I think it's a big thing. Yeah, I gotta wait right? now till uh, till our any other trips out west, which I, I I well I don't think there is one in 
at Pat's Acres. <laughs> no, there's not. I don't think there is. No. Nope. <laughs> All right, folks, that wraps things up for this edition of the EKN Debrief. Hope you enjoyed it. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.